Here we use a lot of F words. Food, fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Might be a little foggy out there on a Wednesday morning. Good morning, everybody. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke. Glad to be along with you. Rise and shine. Now, I'm not sure we're going to get a lot of shine out of the forecast for today. Calling for cloudy skies. Another 50% chance on a Wednesday. Daytime highs today only up to about 68 degrees. Uh, They think that the showers will end by this evening. Boy, did we get showers. Appreciate your rainfall reports. Uh, Definitely over an inch for Mark Jones in Fitchburg. Uh, He said about two and a half inches, what they picked up so far. Uh, Inch and three-tenths on the east side of Beaver Dam, the last I heard. And I had a gal that called on my phone, said they picked up over two inches of rain. So a little bit more measurable. You know, it's too bad it couldn't come during the growing season, huh? We'll talk more about the weather ahead and keep your rainfall reports coming at 877-301-FARM. 877-301-3276. We'll catch up with Stu Muck and find out about more of the weather details and more rainfall reports. We're also following up on Hispanic Heritage Month. It started September 15th, but goes until October 15th. Nate Zimdars had a chance to visit with Roseanne Crave at Crave Brothers Farmstead Cheese about how they're focusing specifically on Hispanic heritage in some of their varieties. Stick around for all that and more on a Wednesday. New location, new vision, same goal. The Farm and Industry Short Course is producing high-quality graduates ready for success in the dairy industry. The oldest agriculture training program in Wisconsin has stood the test of time. The 16-week program returns for fall 2023 at UW-River Falls. Learn from world-class faculty, live in the residence halls, earn college credits, and create lifelong friendships. Register today at uwrf.edu. BioVet combines the latest research and technology to develop high-quality microbial and nutritional solutions for your operation. BioVet's innovative product line supports health, digestion, milk production, and reproduction, along with growth and development of your livestock. Learn more at bio-vet.com and visit us at World Dairy Expo in the Exhibition Hall at booth number 1503 and 1504. Innovation, that's BioVet. Generate benchmarks with real-time data on more than 2 million cows. Dairy Records Management Systems and Pam Yonke will be broadcasting from inside the Coliseum at World Dairy Expo at Booth 37 on Wednesday at 9.30 a.m. Learn more at drms.org. Join Pam and Compure Financial at World Dairy Expo on Thursday, October 5th at 9.30 a.m. as they cover the world's premier dairy event. Compure is dedicated to agriculture in rural America by providing financial services throughout 144 counties in the Midwest. Visit compure.com. Today, exhibitors from more than a dozen states are making their way to Milwaukee to get settled in for World Beef Expo. This is one of the largest cattle shows in the Midwest. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. The cattle and trade shows kick off tomorrow and run through October 1st at Wisconsin State Fair Park in West Allis. It's the show's 31st year. While Wisconsin is known as America's Dairyland, we draw quite the attendance for beef cattle shows and youth cattle judging. World Beef Expo President Cody Quam tells me what you can expect at this year's show. He says attendance has remained steady over the past three years, but they are seeing a lot of new faces exhibiting. We're looking at uh, three to 4,000 spectators throughout the weekend and uh, about 1,000 1, entries from uh, 13 states and about 250 contestants for the judging contest. 
is it young youth participation that that you see growing? Yes. Why is that? What better way to raise your youth than in the livestock industry? We're seeing a lot of new entries um, as kids age out. New kids, you know, are coming up through the ranks. You know, a few years ago, we were up to, you know, 18 different states and and a little farther out. But I think the truth of the economics of, you know, fuel prices and, and travel expenses is, you know, people are making choices to stay a little closer to home. So everything has takes its toll. But we're seeing a very steady trend over the last three years of, of our uh, – our exhibitors. You know, speaking of economics, I'm curious what's happening in the beef industry now when you're faced with a short feed supply because of the drought and high cattle prices. What are you noticing among Wisconsin producers especially? I mean, are people getting into this business because the cattle prices are high or are people starting to slim down a little bit for that same reason? Well, honestly, I think we're seeing both. We're seeing some retirements. Uh, people are seeing a very good time to say, all right, I wanted to go another year, but now's maybe the time to uh, disperse and, and get out. But we're also seeing just a huge involvement from new producers, whether they're transitioning from a different sector of agriculture or just starting fresh with, you know, they're bought 40 acres in the country and want to have 10 cows. We're seeing a you know, big interest in that, you know, also. So I think on a farm basis, with you know, in Wisconsin and in the Midwest, we're going to see a very steady, it's steady, but uh, but we're seeing both, you know, with these high prices on both uh, from a breeding perspective and, uh, you know, uh, uh, commodity-based beef prices, it's, you know, we're seeing record prices. Now, Cody, you're on a fourth-generation family farm just south of Lodi, what decisions have you been faced with this year that maybe you haven't had to consider before? This year, we're running about half of our hay supplies we had at this time last year. So we're having to harvest a little more corn for silage and and that to keep the cows fed this winter, sourcing some alternative feed sources. And some of that we haven't figured out quite yet, but we'll get there. Every year is a challenge, whether it's too wet, too dry. We always seem to make it through. And you've never missed World Beef Expo, is that right? That is correct. <laughs> we we as a family have shown there for thirty all thirty one years, um, with you know my mother being one of the core board members and group to get it kicked off back in the early nineties. And uh, when she was her uh, time on the board was done, I got involved, started as a volunteer, and worked my way onto the board me- as a board member. So, yes, 31 years of our family either helping and or exhibiting every year. So you're the right person to give us a little history lesson on World Beef Expo. I'm curious, why Wisconsin? I mean, when it first, when the first inception of the idea was, is, is a group of, of breeders from around the state wanted something comparable to Dairy Expo in terms of uh, showcasing the beef industry, just like they do the dairy industry. And uh, it started in Madison and for a few years there, and then we moved it to, um, they moved it to Wisconsin State Fair Park, and it's been there ever since. And what do you think the biggest draw is, Cody? You're pulling thousands of people from 13 different states. What's drawing them to the show? What's in store for us? First and foremost, it's the competition. Great cattle, 
the better the cattle, the more competition. People just strive for that. They want to be the best, and they're working towards it. You know, we're bringing on all these people from all over to see who's got the best heifer, the best bull, the best cow-calf pair, and the people. I mean, it's a camaraderie thing of getting together with all you know the friends you see at every every major livestock show in the country. It's the people and the cattle and the competition is what is the biggest driving factor, I think, right now. How many beef breeds are on display usually? Last time, last year, I believe we had 23. And this year, we're probably on pace for 24 to 25 different breeds. Now, are any of them stuff that people have never seen before? New this year are the full-blood Maine and Jew. So this is something different than what most people that are under 40 have probably seen. Something a little more heritage breed coming back into popularity and stuff like that. But we'll have, you know, the full gamut of, you know, your traditional breeds of Angus, Hereford, Semitol, Shorthorn. But we'll also have the Scottish Highlanders, the Piedmontese. I think we got some Pinsgowers coming back this year. And many, you know, Maine and Jew. I mean, just too many to list on this (laughs) in this five minutes. Well, Cody, I'm going to be Googling some of these breeds as soon as we get off the phone because I've never heard of half of what you said. So that's, that's <laughs> Well, and, and the great thing about it is they all bring something a little different to the beef industry in terms of breed character and, and carcass characteristics and, and whatnot. So every breed brings something positive to the industry. So you're, you have a, about 1,000 head that will be at Wisconsin State Fair Park. What they all bring that's the same manure. Tell us, how do you guys take care of manure when you're in the middle of the city? Well, we work with a contractor just outside of Milwaukee. Um, in, I believe he's in Waukesha. And we purchase all the mulch, bark mulch, from him. He delivers it. And then we also hire him to take it back. Um, all the clean, everything out of the barns goes back to him. All the manure and all the straw we use in our tieouts, you know, on the infield, he takes all of that back, mixes it all together, and makes a compost for his nursery plants in his landscaping business. Now, Cody, you're the president of World Beef Expo, but I know you rely on a volunteer board and a pretty big team of uh, young people to put on this show. Can you tell me about the team that you have behind you and, and how many hands it takes to put on World Beef Expo? Well, we have a great board of directors. I believe there's 12 of us and one part-time staff person and as our executive director. And then we also utilize uh, college kids and judging teams type of groups to help you know, with general labor and odds and end things around the show throughout the weekend. And it takes an army. I mean, it's, I mean, we, we have volunteers come down on Tuesday and help us set up. We have a few dedicated individuals that stay Sunday night. We don't leave till it's all cleaned up by uh, roughly about 2 a.m. Monday morning. You wouldn't even know we were there. Maybe you can tell us why you keep participating in in world beef expo i know it's a family tradition but what is it that continues to keep you involved in this show what makes it so special well it's the people it's the families it's the people it that's the biggest thing for me i mean we always say we 
we have livestock to help raise our kids and i don't think i don't think we can be more truthful in that i mean it, there's nothing more special than spending time with your young kids in the barn in the summer and after school and the weekends working towards a working with the project whatever it may be and then and then going to these types of events and uh you know seeing your work come together i think that's the biggest thing for me you know being i've been doing this since i was a young kid you know seeing people that you only see maybe two or three times a year at different events and spending the week visiting with them and going out to dinner and you know and just reconnecting with old friends it's it's the best part of this whole thing for me anyway President Cody Quam welcomes everyone to be a part of the World Beef Expo family. Cattle shows start at 3 p.m. tomorrow. The event goes through Sunday. You can find the event schedule at worldbeefexpo.com. Also keep in mind, the annual Harvest Fair happens in conjunction with Expo over the weekend. This means there are plenty of food and activity options for the whole family, including the iconic cream puffs. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Chris Collini with a dirty little secret. Growing up, we were encouraged to track mud in the house. After all, dirt has been our family business for generations. Today we rely on more than our boots to transport our nutrient-rich soils. We have bigger trucks and better equipment if you need it delivered. Or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. This is Matt Gunderson, and this is Elmer, our canine cuddle ambassador, here to provide good-natured, loving, fuzzy support to further our level of personal care. Someday you might meet Elmer as we assist you with an individual life celebration. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com, over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, we definitely are getting rainfall reports on a Wednesday morning. Rain continuing to fall across a good chunk of the state of Wisconsin. Time for our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, joining us live this morning. Oh, yeah. Rainfall reporters been busy. They started yesterday morning right after I got off the, off the air. Uh, I've got uh, Beaver Dam, two inches of rain, 
2.2 by Ashford. Oops, slide my finger on the app. Uh, two inches of rain by Brownsville. Inch and a half by West Bend. Are you seeing similar numbers on the official weather reports, Stu? The officials are there. I mean, Heartland right down northern Waukesha County, mm-hmm. inch and 98 hundredths. West Bend officially inch and 11 hundredths. For what it's worth, the Fond du Lac Airport just in the last 24 hours said an inch and 16 hundredths. I didn't empty my gauge yesterday morning, but I've added up over the two days an inch and 45 hundredths. Uh, pretty sizable rains, a lot of inch and a half, two inches into west central and central Wisconsin. Some of the drier parts of the state really got the rain. There's some indication there was some close to four-inch amounts in uh, central Wisconsin. So, you know, we've had a lot of rainfall. There's still some rain falling this morning, but that's going to start changing a bit more. Low pressure has dropped way down into Illinois and will slide further east and southeast and away from the area. Scattered showers from southwest into, call it eastern Wisconsin, I'd say, you know, along that Allenton area and further south into far southeast Wisconsin. There are some showers now. Some sprinkles north of that may linger for a time on and off today. Almost any of us have a small chance of a scattered shower today. But we'll begin to dry it out, and it will warm up very much as we make our way through the weekend and into next week. I'll have forecast details right after this. Ah, it's about that time, Oktoberfest. And if you want to do it upright, you'll partner with Bavaria Sausage. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here for Bavaria Sausage. Online, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. BavariaSausage.com for all of your Oktoberfest orders and also their Facebook page. Don't forget, open Monday through Friday, 9 until 5 at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. You want to do Oktoberfest right this year, then partner with Bavaria Sausage. Over 1,000 authentic German foods and specialty German meat products, including Munich Beistwurst, Rouladen, Sauerbraten, Schnitzel, and hundreds of Wisconsin cheeses, as well as imports. And don't forget, all of the old world family recipes that they brought with them to this country from Schweinfurt, Germany. Check it out online. Again, open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. BavariaSausage.com or the corner of Nesbid Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. Yeah, that's right. They've got Oktoberfest activities. I think they're going on uh, over by La Crosse. So uh, the weather, like you said, Stu, going to be improving by the time we get to the weekend. By the weekend, it gets a whole lot better. In fact, our Compere Financial Ag Weather Forecast, still a mostly cloudy day. A few scattered showers, possibly an isolated thunderstorm. For most of us, a tenth of an inch. I'd say Madison and south and southeast could be up to a quarter inch or more possible today. Upper 60s for a lot of us with east winds at 5 to 10. Mostly cloudy, a few scattered showers in the east and south ending overnight. We drop back just into the upper 50s or about 60. The east winds at 5 to 10. Some morning clouds clearing out somewhat more, though, through Thursday. Not a bad day. Right around 70, low 70s at La Crosse already tomorrow. Northeast winds 5 to 10. Mostly sunny Friday, mid or upper 70s with the southeast winds at 5 to 10. And for the weekend, Pam, Saturday, Sunday, sunny, I'd say about 80 or just a little bit over. Sounds really awesome for the early part of October. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take every bit of it. Good enough, Stu. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Compure Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compure.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
it's Preston from Window World. And although I'd love to talk your ear off about windows, today's all about doors. Your front door can say a lot about you. Window World specializes in turning a bland entrance into a grand entrance. We have top quality products, a variety of paint and stain options, and certified factory trained installers. It's a no-brainer. Visit us at windowworldmadison.com. At Berkshire Automotive, we have a non-commissioned sales team, which is a polite way to say we don't really care whether you buy a practical Equinox, the rugged Silverado, or the speedy new Corvette. You've been told no before? Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. At Bergstrom Automotive, we teach our people to take no out of the vocabulary. Is no in your vocabulary? Uh, no. No isn't a thing at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. Roofing windows, gutters, siding, and decks. Can Legacy do it? You bet. Prices, better warranties. Legacy always makes it easy. Go to legacy-exteriors.com. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh... That needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local. William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. You know when you've really made it? When you finally have your own place and you can decorate it the way you want. Your Aunt Betty used to sleep on that old couch. It's time to turn drab into fab with lazy luxury from Lazy Boy Furnishings and Decor. That chair, it belonged to the dog. Time to start styling. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. 
you're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Iuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to LiunaWisconsin.org slash join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies and Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Got a tweet from our guy Vagabond Johnny, the uh, president of the Joe Barry fan club, the only member. Here you go. Packers defense has given up 54 points this season. They currently rank seventh in the league in scoring defense. But Packer Nation says we want Barry's head on a spike. All righty. It's a uh, it's a cruel world being a DC for the Green Bay Packers. They always want to fire you. Ask all the other ones that uh, have come before him. But Mike Patton, Tom Capers. I missing anyone in there in that length of time? <laughs> so I kind of didn't want Jim Leonard to be the Packers DC because they would have wanted him fired immediately. Well, here's the thing with Joe Barry. I would say pound for pound, his worst performance as DC this year was probably against the Bears because you see how bad the Bears actually are. Mm-hmm. The fact what the Bears put up 20 plus. And then you could argue the fourth quarter, but the offense did not help him at all in Atlanta. But overall, I don't think you can complain about what the defense has done in two out of the three weeks. And obviously the one week where they were the worst, you looked a lot better on offense and you beat the Bears. Yep. Well, let's hear from Joe Barry. I got comments from him. I know people want to hear from public enemy number one. Oh, I mean, in that win over the Saints, we did the Twitter poll. Who do you give more credit to, LaFleur in the offense or Barry in the defense? Is LaFleur in the offense one. I do want to say this 10 points the defense. Because, yes, I'm weirdly singing Joe Barry's praises for two out of three games. But there is a but behind it. But. Think about the offense as they played. The Bears, it's a mess. Stink. Atlanta, run heavy. Desmond Ritter clearly still can't throw the football if you stop the run, a.k.a. look at what the Detroit Lions did to them when they didn't allow them to run the football. Mm -hmm. Packers couldn't stop the run. The Saints offense hasn't been some big high-flying offense either. It's been a relatively tame offense as well. So, yes, they've played well, and I'm not going to nitpick them yet, but But, it's not like they're playing the best offenses in the league. Yeah. Well, let's hear from Sleepy Joe Barry. What did the defense do better as the Saints game progressed? Uh, I think we just, you know, our guys, they they, – the one thing we've talked about me being up in the box, that's the one thing you don't, you know, you don't get to feel truly what's going on on the sidelines. But from, you know, from uh, from what I witnessed, the guys, they just kept playing, you know, kept fighting, um, kept believing. And, you know, bottom line, to answer your question, you know, we, we made plays when we had to, got off the field when we had to. Uh, you know, limited them from obviously explosion plays, which is always huge. So, um, 
collectively the group, you know, the coaches and the players down on the grass did a great job. I kind of like Joe Barry up in that box. Keep, keep him away. Hell, we, I was joking about it after the first game. Like, Joe Barry in the box, defense looking good. If you want to look even better, put him in the parking lot to call plays. Here's to further go against their playing bad offenses. So, game one against Chicago, they gave up 20 points. Obviously, the Packers win the game, 38-20. to 20, But what have the Bears offense done on average through three weeks? They're averaging less than 16 points a game. <laughs> so, technically... You gave up more points to the Bears than what they're averaging. Mm-hmm. You look at Atlanta game two, you lose that game 25 to 24. Atlanta is averaging a little over 18 points per game. So technically, you gave up more than what that bad offense is averaging as well. And then if you go one further and you look at the Saints, they're averaging just under 18 points per game. You gave up 17. <laughs> so. Yes, on paper, defensively, they have played decent, I guess, because they're holding teams to less points. But they're also playing teams that don't have good offenses. In two out of the three games, they've given up more than those teams average for the full season. And when you want to get right down to it, there's 32 teams in the NFL. The Falcons are the best offense they've played points per game. They're 23rd in the league. The Saints, the second best offensive team they've played, they're 25th in the league. And then there's the Bears, 27th in the league. So I think I don't want to say I don't want to I don't want to criticize Joe Barry because they've won the games and overall they've played all right. But it's not like these are some top studded offense. It's not like you've played the Dolphins. It's not like you've played. We'll even say the Eagles or the Chargers or San Francisco, Buffalo. Yeah, a vagabond Johnny says the Packers have not faced a bottom five offense. They almost have, though. Sows, cows, plows. Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Menu is kind of a good theme to go with this morning because Nate Zimdars is going to be checking in. This is Hispanic Heritage Month. Started September 15th, goes until October 15th. And, you know, for a lot of our food companies in Wisconsin, they have found brand new avenues into the Hispanic market. And that includes our Wisconsin cheesemakers. Nate's going to introduce us to one and tell us how they're focused in on Hispanic Heritage Month. Stick around for that. I'm Pam Yankee. Tickled to have you along with us. Keep those rainfall reports streaming in, no pun intended. But with more rain on the way, it's appropriate. Another 50% chance of rain today. 68 is our expected high. The good news is tomorrow we look like we're going to pick up partly cloudy skies, 71. Sunshine on Friday, 74. And the weather weekend looks just gorgeous. Sunshine both Saturday and Sunday with temperatures in the upper 70s, low 80s. Perfect for the World Dairy Expo cattle and guests that are traveling in. We've got World Beef Expo, as you heard earlier, that uh, is beginning really today with check-in, and that's in conjunction with the Harvest Fair. So a lot of reasons why we are celebrating that good weather coming up this weekend. Speaking of celebration, so let's talk about it. Today is the 27th day of September. Let's see, what can I find for us? On this day in 1937, the Bali Tiger went extinct. It was native to Indonesia, and it was all about human activity that took that tiger. In fact, the last known adult tiger was shot on this day back in 1937. The Balinese tiger, Bali tiger, is extinct. On this day in 1954, The Tonight Show premieres on NBC. Who was the host of that first Tonight Show? 
Steve Allen. I think a lot of us think Johnny Carson, but Steve Allen was actually the beginning there. Started on this day back in 1954. Happy birthday to rapper Lil Wayne. And Gwyneth Paltrow is turning 50 years old today. Happy birthday. And now you know. It is a Wiffles Wednesday here on the Farm Shore. Friends from Wiffles Hybrids, happy to keep you posted on how the harvest of 2023 is coming along. And I'll tell you what, heading just outside of town to the Dane and Green Counties area, that's where Andy Grebner joins us. He's district sales manager for Wiffles Seeds. And I, you know, I said I was talking to Andy before we got on the air about this little weather incident earlier this week where there was a tornado showed up not too far down the road from you, huh, Andy? No, that's right. I just heard that last night that a tornado popped up just just north of me uh, around the Belleville area, and yeah, quite surprising. Yeah, no kidding. But and the good news, it didn't do any damage, so we're happy for that. Hey, Andy, I got to ask you though, your territory was a good chunk of territory that got missed by rain this year. Are you really starting to notice it when you're out doing your yield checks and some of that now? Oh, absolutely. We just started getting into harvest. Soybeans started, you know, a good week ago. Um, you know, silage is pretty much wrapped up now, but grain harvest is underway and pretty much everywhere in Green Dane County is, is affected by the drought. And, you know, I think two words that we're going to hear a lot of this harvest is extremely variable. Yeah. It all depends on if you're fortunate enough to be under one of the rain clouds or not on how yields are going to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, let's talk a little bit about that. This is a part of our conversation, it seems, uh, about every other year these days. Does Wiffles focus in on how certain hybrids perform under drought-like conditions or perform under those variables that we were talking about, Andy? We do. All of our, our products are tested and, and have a rating for drought or low bottom ground. So, yes, all of our products, we know if it's going to do well on, on, say, sand or hill ground versus, you know, low wet bottom ground, yes. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking for the corn that did get rain, how are the yields trending? I mean, I was a little surprised when USDA came out with our state average. It didn't look like it was as bad as I thought it was going to be. Maybe that's something that speaks to the tolerance of our genetics. I think it is. And, you know, some of the early harvested fields are doing, you have to be careful a little bit on this, just depending on the area you're in and end soil type. But um, yields are, are okay. It's, it's a little bit surprising. I talked to one grower in southern Greene County that, Harvested the field just over the weekend, and he said the yields went from 80 bushel on top of the hills to 250 as you went down into the valley. So yields are just all over the board and very soil type dependent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I can I can imagine. And it wasn't just about the weather with regard to challenges. Uh, corn rootworm was something that was really brought up very early in conversations this year in Wisconsin. Is Wiffles kind of monitoring what's going on with corn rootworm in the state too? We are. We have been monitoring corn rootworm um, for the last 10 years with those yellow sticky traps. And this is mainly to give growers an idea what the potential for corn rootworm pressure may be for the following year and better understand the risk and then manage accordingly. What kind of information did you gather from uh, those sticky traps? This year in southern Wisconsin, we put up 87 traps. And what we found in continuous cornfields 11% 11% of those fields were at or above threshold for high feeding, and 21% were slightly below threshold. So about a third of the continuous cornfields that we had the sticky traps in um, were at high risk for feeding next year. So the plans are to you know, manage accordingly uh, with a trait 
um, or soil insecticide. Yeah, right. And now, speaking of traits, what does Wiffles have to offer that you might point them in that direction? The, the newest trait out there is SmartStacks Pro, and this is a new trait with RNAi technology that is very, very effective against corn rootworm. And is that, it, I mean, that's the insect mitigation. How about yield? You know, sometimes we feel like we got to do a little bit of a trade-off there, Andy. No, really, as long as you're you're managing for corn rootworm and, and with the right trait out there, um, yeah, you're really not going to see any, any yield hit or or uh, or any negative effects that way. Were the were the growers pretty happy that you guys had those sticky traps out there? Like I said, uh, I, from what I was hearing, the corn rootworm numbers surprised a lot of people in Wisconsin. Yes, a lot of growers are very very happy we are doing the program and and monitoring the area just to keep an eye on you know what the pressure is or maybe, and especially in the continuous cornfield as well, we put the traps up just to see. Um, how many beetles are out there, you know, in late summertime. So we can do adult control with insecticide with uh, with a plane or, or ground rig to help control the beetles. Yeah, now that's what I forgot to ask. How early did you get those traps out? How early did you start seeing corn rootworm this year? Uh, I think we kind of think back. I put mine out just right after 4th of July, mm-hmm. end of June, 4th of July, and then monitored for about six weeks after that. Mm-hmm. Have you, in your time in Dane and Green County, Andy, is this something that you have seen like continue to be a growing problem for growers? It is. It seems like year after year it does continue to get maybe a, lo- a little bit worse. And this year was a big concern because we had a, a very dry June and we thought the hatch you know, was going to be extremely high. And in certain areas there were a lot of beetles and a lot of feeding. Mm-hmm. Um but yes, year after year, this continues to be a, a bigger and bigger problem. Yeah. Again, if you're just joining us, Andy Degner is along with us. He is, of course, the district sales manager for Wiffle Seeds. He's down there in the Green and Dane County area. Andy, let's talk a little bit, like we said, uh, looking at trends going into next year. What are some of the things that growers are asking you about or leaning towards for 2024? Have they given you any sign yet? That's the biggest thing is, you know, management of, of corn rootworm, you know, mm-hmm. traits, um, you know, if they have the ability to use a soil insecticide, you know, if that would be a, a good option as well. And then the other part of it is just disease management. You know, tar spot was, you know, one has been a big concern for us the last uh, five, six years. And this year we didn't see a lot, but, you know, it did come in late. So we are seeing some of it, but just, you know, how to better manage those corn-on-corn acres uh, for insects and diseases. Yeah, like you said, these these weather patterns change it up on us and uh, surprise us sometimes. Like I said, I was going to say something about tar spot, but I thought it was so cotton pick and dry you wouldn't even see a case in your area. One would think that, but surprisingly, <laughs> there, there there are some that popped up late when we did get a few showers, mm-hmm. and you know, luckily that. It was late enough where it didn't affect yield. Right, right. That's another one of those new ones that we're learning to deal with. Andy Grebner along with us. He's the district sales manager for Dane and Green Counties. He is a part of the Wiffles team that's out there, like he said, with those yellow sticky traps, giving you more information about how you can monitor and manage your field. That time specifically about corn rootworm. You want to find out more about that technology, taking it to your field and follow the harvest along? Best play to start. Go to wiffles.com. That's W-Y-F-F-E-L-S.com. 
Andy Grebner along with us, and that's your Wiffles Wednesday. Keeping Wisconsin strong. They believe in protecting the families and children in our farming communities. Kids love to be included in the daily farm activities, but accidents can happen quickly. Reduce the chance of injury by making sure your farm is a safe environment for adults and kids. Learn more at RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Always up early. Always getting the job done. Always working as hard as you can. Always pushing for more. Because you never settle. For farmers who seek outstanding performance they can count on, the only brand is DeKalb Corn. Featuring a broad portfolio of products, precision bred to maximize profit potential on every field. DeKalb brand. Never settle. See us at DeKalb.com. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. Whether you milk 50 cows or 5,000 cows, a trip to World Dairy Expo in Madison, Wisconsin is your chance to connect, learn, and celebrate. Be there when the global dairy industry meets October 3rd through October 6th. Discover the latest technology and industry research while appreciating the best dairy cattle in North America. Get down to business. Plan your trip online at worlddairyexpo.com. Purchase your tickets in advance. Discounted tickets available before October 3rd. Dairy Complex kind of struggled on Tuesday in Chicago. The fluid milk contracts for October and November were down more than 20 cents a hundredweight each. Now, the good news is they've turned it around this morning. Currently, we've got October milk unchanged at sixteen ninety-eight a hundredweight. November milk is up a penny at seventeen twelve. Barrel cheese yesterday dropped four and a quarter to one fifty-four. Forty-pound block cheese down two and a quarter yesterday at one seventy-five and three quarters. But the double A butter gained fourteen cents in a day to three eighteen a pound. The December corn this morning is up four. 483 a bushel. November beans are up almost a dime, 1312. Currently, July new crop wheat up two at 646 a bushel. The Wisconsin Office of Rural Health has picked up some national awards for their support of our rural emergency responders. You can read that story now at MidwestFarmReport.com. While you're there, get signed up for our daily e-newsletter, and you won't miss a thing about Wisconsin agriculture. While you're there, you can also listen to a conversation Nate Zimdars had about the wild rice harvest in the state. Speaking of Nate Zimdars, he's coming in next with an update on what Wisconsin cheesemakers are doing celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. That's next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Goodman's Jewelers has been providing a sparkle to Madison since 1933. That's a lot of great memories. John Hayes for Goodman's Jewelers. We've been caring for generations of customers, and during that time, our strengths have been trust, service, and selection. Those traits are who we are, and that will never change. Goodman's Jewelers, a destination worth reaching. 220 State Street, GoodmansJewelers.com. The best is at Goodman's. Your healthcare journey in a hospital system can give you the heebie-jeebies. From navigating the parking garage to sitting in the crowded waiting room worrying about the results and cost. MH Imaging in Middleton performs MRIs, CTs, X-rays, and ultrasounds for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And parking is just a few steps away. Results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. 
visit mhimaging.com. Dairy farmers of Wisconsin are building strong farms for a strong future right here in America's Dairyland. Join them and Pam at World Dairy Expo on Tuesday, October 3rd and Thursday, October 5th at 1.30 p.m. at booth 4506 in the Exhibition Hall. To learn more about the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, visit wisconsindairy.org. Pam will kick off her coverage of World Dairy Expo with BioVet on Tuesday, October 3rd at 9.30 a.m. at booth 1503 in the Exhibition Hall. BioVet is your trusted partner in animal health with direct-fed microbials and supplements to help your herd be more productive and profitable. Stop by or visit bio-vet.com to learn more. At Tom's Auto Center, we like to say we're the getter fixed, getter done to get you going, guys. Because we're one of the largest independent auto shops in the area. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. With 12 bays and a lively group of highly skilled mechanics, we're able to do just that. Tom'sAutoCenter.com. Tom's Auto Center. Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Bringing home the bacon, literally. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Hispanic Heritage Month begins September 15th and goes through October 15th. To honor Hispanic Heritage Month and the many Hispanic workers within agriculture, Crave Brothers Farmstead Cheese created a recipe contest. I'm Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report, speaking with Roseanne Crave from Crave Brothers for more details about this contest. What was the motivation behind the contest? We, as a family company, a local company, and a producer of Farmstead Cheeses, we love to host different recipe contests and gain new ideas from consumers, professional chefs, um, anyone that enjoys cheese and enjoys cooking. So for Hispanic Heritage Month, we are throwing a celebration where we're asking for different entries that are inspired by the Hispanic cuisine of any region. And Hispanic Heritage actually is a celebration that we as Americans love the contributions of different Latino and Hispanic heritage. So our contest is actually hosted here and we're going to have our staff and our family members be the judges of all the entries we're receiving. And that's to celebrate not just the nationality of a lot of our employees, but also the different cuisines that our cheeses can help elevate. We do make a few Hispanic cheeses, most of which are private labeled and sold nationally. We did want to also open it up to our Crave Brothers brand of our, our fresh mozzarella and our mascarpone. So that was the inspiration of why we wanted to host this event and accept different recipes. Is this the first time that you have done a contest like this, or have you done similar contests like this in the past? We just celebrated our 20th anniversary last September, and so we opened a nationwide recipe contest for our 20th anniversary. So that's where we accepted different recipes for any of our products, and we actually went through and had a whole panel of local chefs that came and helped judge. So this is not our first time. What is the criteria for the contest? So the criteria is a typed recipe with six to eight servings, and that can be emailed with a finished photo of the dish. And the judging criteria includes judging by our staff on creativity, authenticity, flavor, and the use of cheese. And the recipes must include at least one Crave Brothers cheese. How many different options will contestants have to choose from? So it really depends where you're shopping. Locally, our fresh mozzarella is probably the most prominent item. But people can also go onto our website at Crave Brothers Farmstead Cheese or CraveCheese.com, and you can order online as well. How long will those who are interested have to submit their recipes? So we're excited. 
accepting recipes through the whole celebration, which is September 15th to October 15th. And then we'll be judging and announcing the winners in early November. Have you already received applicants? And if so, what do you think so far? We've received maybe about 10 recipes already. And I love looking at the different ideas and the different Hispanic flares that people take on any different kind of recipe. It could be an American recipe with a Hispanic flair, or we have a couple of the really traditional recipes submitted, and we're really excited to make them. What will the winners receive? So we are giving awards for the first, second, and third place recipes. First place will be a $200 prize. Second place, we have our sampler gift box and also our chocolate mascarpone pie gift box. And third place, we'll receive a sampler gift box. Are you already planning on doing this again next year, or is that all going to depend on how well the turnout is for this year's contest? I could see us hosting this annually. I definitely think that Hispanic Heritage Month is a fun month to focus on cuisine and food and celebrate the month with food that really brings people together. Do you have any other upcoming contests or events for folks to look forward to down the road? We don't have anything on our calendar yet, but if anyone ever has any ideas, we're always open to that. There's so many different celebrations throughout the year, and cheese can really make that a lot of fun for everyone involved. So we would be open to ideas, but nothing is scheduled. Is there anything else that you would like to share, Roseanne? Our products can be purchased locally at Sendix Market, Woodman's, Metcalf Market, and online at Crave Brothers Farmstead Cheese or CraveCheese.com. Crave Brothers will be accepting entries through October 15th. If you are interested, be sure to check out this contest. And remember, you must use Crave Brothers Cheese in your recipe. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Nate Zimdars.